Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom and PDF Pen from Smile. Uh, like I said, I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today, of course, as always, by Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Democratic Candidate for Congress in the great state of Massachusetts. I got to start the show today by apologizing to you, Christina, about I like our, our chat this afternoon. Oh, yes. And that yes. unfortunate uh-huh. series transcription. No, I that was really funny. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was mortified. Oh, my God. Would you like I, to I, uh, educate the class, Bree, about what you did? If, I don't know if I can admit it to another person. Oh, she called say, you. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah t- okay. T- tell us, Simone. No. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I have to scroll back up and find it. Um, Christina <laughs> asking, you know, we often talk about gadgets in our Rocket yep. chat. Christina asking, yep. Uh, should she get the modded links? Uh, she she had a GBA, um, but not the NES edition. Interested in getting links? Uh, Bree says, "Well, then you get the links. Are you virgin? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Are you? Are right, Christina? Are you um, virgin? No, <laughs> no, no. Oh my god. Nope. Siri did this." I'm Siri just did so this glad you. it said that to you and not one of my staff, Christina, because yes. I don't think you would sue me. I can't uh, no, be sure. No, no, no. Well, also, right. I, in, yeah. in all honesty, I didn't even see it until <laughs> uh, it was one of those things where I saw you apologizing. And then and then the way I read it is I was like, am I a Lynx version? Which, yes, I am. Uh, and, and, and that was how I kind of read it. I was like, oh, because I've never had an Atari Lynx before yet. I, I, I'm bidding right. on on one. And so I was like, well, that's a weird way to put it, but I suppose, like, yeah. I mean, that's accurate. Right. I was super high on Ambient all afternoon, so <laughs> none, of it, none of it was my fault. You can't, you can't hold that against me. So Got it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that actually just leads really well into our first co- topic, which is WWDC <laughs> predictions. Uh, and Siri improvements is one of the predictions. <laughs> so do you think that... Tim Cook can improve Siri enough so that Brianna won't be embarrassed anymore? No. No. Okay. No. Well, that's, that's off the not table. Happen. But <laughs> what what will we? What kind of Siri improvements? We 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 can expect Siri improvements, right? They've been I, saying this every year for what, yeah. a decade, Christina? I no, mean, it's, I mean it's yeah. been like 5 years. It's it, yeah. it, it's been like 5 years. It, yeah. It'll be it, it'll be 6 in um and has she yeah. not gotten better? Yeah. But I does mean, she suck? That's the question. Well, here, yeah. here's the thing. But you know, she, 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 she's bad, although I, I do like Siri on the Apple TV, and we've discussed this before. It's kind of a weird thing in that I think Apple TV Siri is so much better than all the other series. I don't really understand she's why the there's smart that smart talk cousin. Uh, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> I like it on the Apple TV, but... Um, yeah, I mean, we keep getting promised it, and I don't know if it's because of Apple's commitment to privacy. I don't know if it's because they don't have as much um, AI research. I don't know if it's because they had relied on um, nuances technology for so long for the speech to text stuff. They don't have their own model. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to speculate. I don't know what it is. But but Amazon and Google are so far ahead and are so much better um, that that you know it's honestly kind of sad. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Christina. We need room in this world for 
women who make mistakes and who <laughs> f- up sometimes. And I think it's important that we let Siri be sort of an anti-hero. Like let her let her be terrible because <laughs> women need that sort of gray area representation in our I'm sorry, they need to f- prove her. <laughs> yeah. They really do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes you're at a feminist conference and somebody is going into outer space and you're just like, oh, okay, okay. And you pulled it around, Simone. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they've, they've been promising this forever. So I'm not really invested one way or the other in it. Uh, something related to Siri that's got a lot of attention is the lower-priced HomePod. So correct me if I'm wrong, Christina, but they still have not released any sales uh, no. with HomePod to this no, point, which no, no, is no, no, a no. bad sign. Well, <laughs> in, in fairness, they would not because it would go in the other category, which is also where Apple Watch lives. It's technically where Beats lives. It's where Apple TV lives. So they tend to not break those even iPod Touch, I think at this point, um, it, it is now in that category. So they don't break those numbers out. So that in and of itself is is not um, the fact that they haven't given specific numbers is not a problem. What's problematic is that they were all reports have kind of indicated that the demand has been slow, which makes complete sense. It's it's you know a, a three hundred dollar um, device that's not as good as. Um, the other things on, on the market. I don't care how good the sound says. Just today, literally, or this week as we're recording yesterday, uh, it finally got, you know, the ability to, to pair two of them together. So if you want to pay <laughs> $600, you can finally do that. Um, meanwhile, Sonos is, you know, had had run a, a, a deal that I took advantage of where you could get two of the Sonos ones for the price of one HomePod, uh, which in my opinion was a better deal. Yikes. Does the HomePod by itself sound better? Maybe marginally. Um, I... I contend that two um, Sonos Ones sound fantastic and that one Sonos One sounds fantastic. But um, yeah, I, I I think the bigger thing is is what he said, what Tim Cook said on the earnings call, which was to say something like we've seen strong. I mean, it was just a very tepid kind of remark about the HomePod. It, if it had been a blockbuster success, even if they hadn't given the specific numbers, the, Apple would have mentioned it more and would have made more uh, comments about it, but they didn't. And because they didn't, um, that indicates to me that sales have been pretty non-existent. Do you think that with the introduction of AirPlay 2, the the sales will improve? No. Mm. No, because most people don't care about AirPlay 2. AirPlay 2 still, as as, as Dieter uh, Bone and, and Nilay Patel at The Verge were pointing out, still has some of the fundamental problems um, that other uh, technologies, uh, wireless uh, technologies don't have, uh, such as the the main device needing to be active. So you have got to use your phone as your controller to send something to AirPlay. And that means that if my phone, you know, is inactive or if it's shut off or if I leave the room, then the, the sound stops. Whereas if I'm using, you know, Chromecast or if I'm using some of the other wireless protocols, um, it, it's connecting directly to the cloud and doesn't need that. Now, the way that, Apple is doing it is is kind of the typical Apple way where Apple Music on the HomePod doesn't need to have access to your iPhone or your computer. But if you <laughs> want to send any other source um, via AirPlay 2, then you will need to do that. Um, but also, I mean, AirPlay 2 is going to be coming to other devices. So if that really mattered to you, again, you know, the Sonos is going to have support for it. So no, I, the big thing there is that you can pair two of them together. So that just means people who want to spend $600 uh, for overpriced smart speakers can do that. 
Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that most people would, would rather have true Bluetooth, um, you know, like wireless kind of, you know, protocol support, like a Chromecast than whatever AirPlay is offering, mm-hmm. to be totally honest. So what is exciting to you about this WWDC? Because we've talked about two things that are kind of like, okay, what are you looking forward to? See, I like that, Simone. You're trying to make the show positive rather than us complaining. I appreciate I'm that. I'm trying to Even have though- it be like a sine wave. Yeah, so I'm not going to say that even if Apple brings out their new HomePod at $100 less, it's still going to objectively fail. I'm going to keep it positive. I'm not going to say things (laughs) like that. Um, So I am excited about some of the features that are rumored for iOS uh, 12. So this has kind of been a snow leopard year. It seems to be for iOS 11, they're going to uh, focus on function and you know, bug fixes and things like that, which makes me happy because my biggest complaint with HomePod isn't the price or the Siri integration. It's the fact that HomeKit is so buggy working with it. Mm-hmm. So um, what I am looking forward to is uh, it's being introduced as a parental function for iOS 12 where you can <laughs> monitor your screen time. I would like to know how much time I waste on Twitter. I would like to have warnings go off and go do something else with your life, Brianna Wu. I would like to know that. So I'm looking forward to that feature. Um, also, you know, there's this has got to be a year that we get new hardware. Like with the Mac Pro rumors, I think, mm. uh, you know, uh, that's definitely rife for coming out. And I really feel, and I'd love both of your opinions on this, but I feel like the keyboard issues have gotten so much bad press that I think Apple has got to put out a new MacBook Pro this year at WWDC. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I think that they should. I think that if they were going to, it would have already leaked. And so the fact that Mark Gurman at Bloomberg has not reported anything, the fact that things aren't out of the supply chain. I mean, keep in mind that the, the, the touch bar, you know, MacBook Pro was was leaked well before it came out, well before it was announced. I could maybe see a spec upgrade, and I would hope that maybe they've done some changes where it looks the same, but they've been able to do something with manufacturing where they can fix some of the issues. I I think that, that it's something that should be addressed. I would like to see, at the very least, a spec bump on machines, but I'm not expecting um, a new design um, this year, I'm just just because we haven't really seen, not even yeah. the the Mac Pro. You don't think we'll no. see that? Really? Oh no, 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 no. really? No. Why? Uh, beca- because if we see a Mac Pro, it'll be like the last time the Mac Pro came out in 2013, where they show it off and and put it under glass and don't let anyone touch it, and then you know at the end of the year it comes out. Um, I I don't think they're writing. I mean, they were when when Matthew Panzerino at TechCrunch kind of had his follow up visit after you know a year before they promised. Um, I think that uh, they're closer. I, I still don't have in my mind, I, I don't know how close they are to actually shipping anything. Maybe they're close enough mm. to announce, but I certainly don't think it's going to be something where we where people can buy it um, at WWDC. Okay. That I, I don't think. That makes well, sense. I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll... they'll like you said, there have many part leaks. I agree with you. I don't think you'll be able to like buy it that day. I just think they're going to... I think this is a project from Apple that's so overdue that I feel like you know, like this is a developer conference. This is the time to Do you think they just yeah, they show off yeah. body and functionality maybe? 
Yeah, I could see that because they're not going to announce it during the iPhone keynote this year. They're mm. just not. Um, they're not going to hold a separate event for it. And I mean, it just <laughs> it seems like this or wait another year. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I could see them. Yeah. I could see them holding a separate event. I don't know. I guess it just depends on how far. Because I mean, again, I mean, because you, you've six have done ha- half a dozen of another. I mean, in some cases, pre-announcing works out well. In some cases, it doesn't. You know. And I guess um, I and, guess I could see in that case because they have talked about it so much without anything to show for it they may not want to have another sort of we promise it's still here even if they do show functionality and form i guess i i do see your point christina that that might not be measurably different than everything that's happened so far just in terms of that they're just continuing to make a promise that they've been making. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it would kind of make me a little bit almost like annoyed if they were to, you know, show um, or, you know, but, but not really have anything to offer because we've heard enough talk. So I kind of mm-hmm. don't want to hear anything more about the Mac Pro, to be honest, <laughs> until it's actually ready to ship, until you can give me a definitive ship date that's not later um, or, or in the coming months. I, I don't want to hear mm-hmm. about it. And the reason I say that, I mean, uh, we were kind of joking in the chat, but this is valid. You know, iOS 11.4 came out on Tuesday and finally fulfilled most of what was promised at WWDC last year. We still don't have mm-hmm. um, iMessage I um, in the cloud on Mac yet because we've got to wait for, for an update on that. But, um, you know, I mean, it took a year for all the features they announced at WWDC last year to come out. And I get it. Software takes a long time. Um, and Apple's certainly not unique in, in, in announcing features that take a long time to show up. That's something that every company, in, in, including Microsoft, has issues with. But I can't ever recall a time in Apple in modern Apple history where it's taken so long for stuff they showed off in the keynote to actually make it mm. uh, to the customer. Um, and and that's that's just not a good sign. So you, you don't want, want this to be a you, and you can get it now or you can pre-order now yes. kind of keynote. Speaking of uh, that, do you think we'll see an iPhone SE 2 here or at the September event? Mm, This would actually be a good time to do it. Do you think? Yeah, because it's off cycle. Because if you release it with the new phones, part of what you risk is having people who just want a cheaper upgrade for their 5S or 6 or whatever um, saying, well, I can just get this. Um, whereas if you release it off cycle, then you can get people who might have off cycle things. And that's kind of what they did with the original SE. It came out in, um, April, uh, at the same time, I think that, um, the, the second, uh, generation, uh, MacBook, uh, came out, um, the, the first one in rose gold. And it was, it was, they announced at, at the iPad pro 9.7 event, just kind of a, you know, alongside of it. And so that was, but that was off cycle, even though, a lot of its guts were very similar to the the 6S, which was still the flagship phone. So, yeah, I, I think that could make sense. And, and that wouldn't be a bad time to do it because it's cheaper, you know, um, and, and it's a nice option. And, and it's not necessarily going to detract from um, either your flagship sales or if you're trying to then sell your higher margin um, 8, 8 plus models. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mm-hmm. go head to head with those. Whereas if you released it maybe alongside those, maybe the 8, 8 plus would, would be hurt a little bit. I don't know. So, I mean, I, I do agree that is going to be something that 
is going to come out at some point this year. There's just too much smoke there. I what? Uh, I mean, Simone, this is kind of a phone I could see you in the market for more you than know any I of love us. Like small iPhones. Yeah. I mean, what would you want to see from the the SE two if they brought that out? I would mostly just want it to continue to f- function equivalent to the larger phones that they have. I mean, I don't necessarily, like the phone I have right now, I have the the 8 right now, so I don't have the cool uh, portrait mode or anything like that. And I'm functioning fine without that, but I think that had I already been exposed to something like that, it would be harder to go back to the smaller phone. Like the things that I like about it, as I've always said, are just the the l- less physical pain from holding a larger heavy phone. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Definitely. Like that's, that's pretty much where my value, like my values start and stop with smaller phones. Like I don't want to have to sacrifice any functionality. And I realize I'm kind of asking for the moon there in that case. Um, no, you're not. I think it's, I think it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, Mm-hmm. I I only got the bigger phone, the seven plus, because I wanted the dual cameras. Yeah. I hated the bigger size, and and I'm very glad that the ten exists because it's not much bigger than the 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 eight, um, but is is more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like know? I don't need dual cameras. I don't need the portrait mode or anything. But the photos equivalent to nice photos that people take on on, on fancier phones would be nice. Other than that, you know, just something that looks good and feels good to hold. Yeah, I'd like to see it with like a small I'd also like to see a lower price point, right? Mm. You know, oh, for like, sure. Yeah. For me, it's like I I've as a security measure, we keep everyone on my team on iOS, right? Because iMessage is end end encryption. It's a good, you know, it's a good system. Uh, I would like the ability to get people on my team phones for a reasonable price. So uh, I think it definitely serves that function. I'd love to know from all of you, what do you think is going to happen this year of metal and AR kit? Because I, 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 I want to give Apple credit again to stay positive, Simone, because mm-hmm. I think that this has been a lot of singles year after year after year, and their 3D APIs are much better today than they were five years ago. It's just night and day. But I also kind of feel I also kind of feel bad for all those Mac developers that may have gone out after last year's WWDC and seen all the stuff with ARKit and have you know, bought that external GPU for a Mac to develop AR and VR content for it because I feel like it just came and didn't go anywhere. So, I mean, do you think there, it's obvious like Apple is pushing towards an AR product at some point, but I mean, do you think this is going to be a big part of WWDC? Do you think they're going to hide it in the state of union? What, what do all of you think? That is difficult for me to say because I feel like A, it's hard to compete with what Microsoft has shown in terms of AR without doing something incredibly cool. Um, And B, I I don't know. I, I believe that. I believe when you say that they want to focus more on that, but it's hard for me to picture making that the main like the the center of conversation for them if that makes sense 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the hard thing with AR is that the software is, is so tied to the hardware. And we even saw that last year when they were showing off demos. It was very much in a lot of ways kind of preparing us for some of the features of the the iPhone 10 and, and, and with Face ID and, and, and the camera sensor that way. I think the bigger concern, I definitely expect it to be part of it. Um, I, I don't know how much time they'll give to Metal, but I definitely expect them to expand AR Kit and to do more things with it and to say that it's got all these advanced features, likely again in preparation for whatever you know hardware upgrades will be coming to the next flagship iPhone. Um, and and then presumably whatever you know type of standalone device or or accessory you know Apple might be working on, um, I think the bigger problem that I see is you know there was all this hype around the AR stuff, and other than when we tried out some apps to talk about it, like when they came out when the first AR kit apps came out, mm-hmm. I haven't used any. It hasn't mm, been part of yeah. anything that I've done, and 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 I don't want to say it's gimmicky because I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it has use, right? Mm-hmm. But there has been no killer app or any reason for me to care as a user. And so if you're a developer, that's really bad news because why should you be investing any time in an AR kit or going that next step further? As you were saying, Brie, if you're going to be trying to you know, use a Mac to develop um, you know, external GPUs to develop content for, v- for existing VR systems, those sales, you know, I mean, that's still very much a niche market, and and doesn't isn't isn't growing the way people would exp- had maybe predicted or wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to kind of see like, okay, you have these new APIs, you have these new tools, that's awesome, but developers care because it doesn't seem like the user base is that interested, and and we haven't yet had that killer yeah. app, and we don't yeah. have that killer piece of hardware that compels everyone to say, okay. It's worth my investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with hardware, if I could add something onto that, um, I remember with the tape measure, AR tape measure, yeah. whatever that was, um, I remember because we baited it for an episode of Rocket, and I remember going, okay, well, this is on an old iPhone 7S. This will run much smoother once I get my iPhone 10. And then I did get my iPhone 10, and it really, that and other AR apps didn't really run any more smoothly, even with the mm. dedicated hardware. Um, and, and if you mix that with, like, I went to Best Buy this week, and they're selling Oculus Rift Go kits with, um, like, Star, uh, Star Wars, like, lightsaber handles for you to, like, put your mobile phone in there and experience yeah. that. That sounds really cool, and they're trying to make that consumer push for it. But I still just, I've never seen an app that really works for that. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I don't, I mean, what do you think, Simone? No, no, I totally agree with you. And the fact that even on the 10, you haven't had that that functionality is disheartening. Yep. I was going to pivot and back to the MacBook idea Mm -hmm. and say that for me if they did honestly any kind of macbook thing no matter what whether it's new new form factor new i don't care or even just like a a mac os update i'm excited about Mm -hmm. new macbook stuff because (laughs) uh, as a person who is again clinging to a 2015 macbook pro i i eagerly (laughs) and sometimes dreadingly follow (laughs) updates to the uh the the computer that I do not want to get rid of ever because I don't like what they've done with it. So 
you yeah. know, any, yeah. any direction yeah. is good direction for me. <laughs> no, oh. totally. I mean, look, I think they need to do something. I just, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, a brand new redesigned keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to trot out with like a lizard keyboard. Now it's not butterfly keys anymore. I'm so sorry to say that my third gen 12 inch MacBook has started developing key issues. Oh, um, stop it. So, to end uh, this segment yep. on a, a lighter note, I'm excited yep. for I've heard rumors <laughs> that uh, they might be uh, showcasing some of their new original content for Apple TV. And I'm excited for that because I think that Apple's original programming is the like wonder bread of content. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's I so, want to it's laugh. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. And you, although, although in fairness, it might not be bad anymore because they actually hired people who know what they're doing um, to start yeah, acquiring like breaking shows. bad writers and stuff. <laughs> no, some executives from no, well, no, but they were. They, I think they were the ones who acquired Breaking Bad or bought Breaking Bad for Sony because they oh. were the Sony Sony television execs. So and 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 Sony obviously was the studio behind Breaking Bad. So they weren't the writers, but they were you know involved in in, in getting those deals done. So um, w- which is a very important role. Now to be clear, like Sony Television, I'm not gonna you know uh, say that they're terrible, but it, but again, like Sony Television, it's not like it's Warner Brothers, and it's not like it's Netflix's people. It's not like they got like um you know the the, the Netflix content guy. Um, mm-hmm. So. I don't know, but these are at least people who have experience buying content and and don't get in a bidding war for carpool karaoke. <laughs> which here's the thing, like, and I'd said this at the time. I was like, "This is smart. This is something you want to acquire." However, I don't know where that goes or what that does. It's not that it's an unprofitable, you know, or a, a bad idea. It's just if you're going to silo it in your service. Honestly, like that's a syndicated show. Like Carpool Karaoke is a show that should be syndicated, like the TMZ show and and that sort of thing. Like that's what that should be. It shouldn't be, or it should be weekly on um, Spike. You know, like like lip sync um, um, uh, karaoke or whatever. But like a lip sync battle. But you know, putting it on Apple TV or Apple Music. See, this is a problem too. Is that they have like no de- like the fact that your original content is now living inside your music app is <laughs> weird. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I definitely want to see the sequel to Planet of the Apps. That's what I'm all about because that was the best reality show I've ever seen. Christina, <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Pingdom. If your website is down right now, if it were down right now, if visitors couldn't access your content or couldn't click that all-important buy now button, how would you know? Would you know because a customer is dming you on twitter or emailing you god forbid you don't want that you wouldn't know until it was too late and the customers had already found you out that is why you need pingdom they give you the peace of mind that you need they will let you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you they are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. And if you are a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website will be a breeze. They use more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. So you will always know. And you can start monitoring your site today. All Pingdom needs is the URL and they take care of the rest. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you sign up after your two weeks of monitoring, use the offer code ROCKET at checkout to get a massive 30% off 
your first purchase. 30%. Thank you so much, Pingdom, for sponsoring this episode of Rocket. Yay. Yay. So before we go to code, can we talk about WWDC? Yeah. So it does look like Rocket is going to have a live show. <laughs> it's been down to the absolute wire there. But uh, for AltConf, uh, they have very generously uh, allowed us to have uh, one of uh, the rooms there on Wednesday night. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be Wednesday uh, from 6.30 on. Uh, that's at AltConf. So if you go to Rocket Live Show, we'll have all the information for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of you next week at WWDC. It's going to be an absolute blast. Yay! Can you Yay. repeat that URL again for both the listeners and for myself? Yes, for your notes. It is Rocket Live Show. Rocket Live Show. Thank you so and much. It, and that'll yeah, be in the show notes. Have, it'll be in the show notes. We're going to have special guests. It's going to be a fantastic time. So I cannot wait to see all of you there next week. Heck yeah. And not me, unfortunately, but I think everyone oh. else will have a good time. You know, we're going to, like I said this before, we, it is so hard to get something in San Jose around WWDC. So as soon as it ends this year, I'm going to put my team on it. We're going to start reserving and having a really big show for That's next gonna year. That's going to be very exciting. So, I'm excited for yes, that. Yes, But it's going to be Whole good this year, year too. planning. All right. Speaking of conferences that are happening, uh, Recode's conference is happening right now this week. And they've been doing a lot of interesting interviews, including one with Sheryl Sandberg and a very good one with Evan Spiegel, which has produced the greatest burn headline that I have ever read in my life. Uh, This is the CEO of Snapchat and his quote on Facebook. We would really appreciate it if they copied our data protection practices (laughs) as opposed to copying everything else that Snapchat does, which is, it's so interesting for for me to think about like snark aside because yes, like he has a point. Facebook has taken, uh, or Facebook has adapted a lot of Snapchat's design for stories and stuff for Instagram and WhatsApp. They've also taken all of the audience. So I feel like I, yay, Evan for the clap back there, but also where does that leave Snap compared to a company like Facebook, which is destroying our nation? Uh, yeah, no, not only that. I mean, I mean, I, a good clapback from Evan. Very funny, uh, Mr. Mr. Care. Uh, however, um, I also felt like that was maybe a little bit uh, presumptive because if I were Snapchat, a company that has historically was well-known for having massive security holes that allowed people who were using third-party apps to access and save messages sent by minors that often were not good in and, and, and early, you know, early years in this app. In fact, I remember talking to kids who were in high school who were hacking, you know, Snapchat accounts and getting information. Was He was able to get, this one kid I talked to was able to get the, the CTO uh, co-founder, Bobby, uh, can't think of his last names, like phone number and, and username and stuff by by accessing stuff in, in their databases. Um, Yikes. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, I don't know if you really want to be talking about data protection practices when, A, 
we're not really sure how clean your own house is because, and, and it's a good thing that you don't have, you know, you haven't been storing data to sell advertisers, so to speak, although that's apparently going to be coming. So, you know, you better be real careful what you say, number one. Number two, let's not forget the whole reason everybody started using Snapchat to begin with was so they could send nudes to people. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like genuinely. So in and, and, and you're basically for a long time, you had to fight the perception that the only people who used your app were minors to send naked photos of themselves to one another. So I don't know if that's the, the if he really wants to take it there, although good burn, like you said. Well, I, I feel like him taking it there kind of, uh, a, what's the word negates or not negates but is a distraction from taking it to the other oh, place that, that you absolutely took it to. yeah no totally and i also feel like yeah but as, as you were saying i think it's also kind of him trying to avoid the fact that that facebook evil or not um has completely you know subsumed his user base and his business. And they came in and, and they, they they did the very microsoft of the 90s thing where they came in and they copied better you know, mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't just they copied, they copied and executed better. Instagram is better than Snapchat. Instagram is more fun than Snapchat at this point. It already had the user base. They're adding features people want. The the, the celebrities um, all want it. So uh, Alex um, um, uh, Williams of uh, uh, Crunchbase News was tweeting um, something today. saying if you're having a bad day, just like look at, at, at Snap's financials and feel better. <gasps> oh, and no. I mean, it, it and fair. I mean, when you look at it, and you just see that that there that there's literally nothing positive from their their you know last um, first quarterly earnings report that that was released um, um, earlier this month. Um, I mean, yeah, he. I, I think he's got bigger problems than um, you know. Well, he is also married to Miranda Care, so <laughs> I mean, look, and good for him, good for him, and 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 good for him for also finally. I getting feel like that, that done, sweetens but, the deal. I mean, yeah. If you're going to totally. have I mean, bad numbers, <laughs> you, at least be married to Miranda Care. I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Although you, she yeah. was married to Orlando Bloom. So, you know, like, listen, she downgraded. He is I agree. doing fine for himself. I agree. Uh, <laughs> she totally downgraded. I'm I like no disrespect to Evan, but but Orlando Bloom is way hotter. Uh, Do you think oh, that that is why that. Snap is doing so poorly? Is because Evan Spiegel knows <laughs> that Miranda downgraded for him, and he is never going to be good enough for her. I mean, yes. I, I yes. don't agree. I don't agree with that. You I, don't think I, that she downgraded? I, I think Evan is better looking than... Uh, than he's such a frat boy. He's okay. such a frat boy. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't really like blondes, like blonde guys. So maybe Orlando Bloom isn't so, blonde. I was gonna like, say I only see him as the like as elf Legolas, dude from my right. teen That's crush. all I see. So, no, he's okay. not a blonde. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah, but Evan is blonde. Evan's very blonde. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. Sorry, I'm just okay, gonna show very, me a picture. I'm gonna yes, very quickly okay, DM you on. a picture of Orlando Bloom. Okay, okay. Right now, it's gonna it's popping up in Skype. There it is. Please, pl- pl- please be the naked one. <laughs> uh, I wish it were. I'm sorry. I failed you. Oh, wow. These, there are naked photos. Yes. Yes. We know. I, I, I don't lie. I didn't know. Things. Now I know. Oh, how did you not know? It was when he, was, when he okay. and Katy Perry were okay. together the first time. Okay. Yeah. I, are you... I stand corrected. I stand okay. corrected. I stand corrected. Thank you. Okay. Now that we've okay. resolved that. Um, Brie, you linked an interview with Airbnb's CEO. What was... What was what stood out to you about that one? 
Well, I thought it was really interesting because, you know, Kara Swisher is just such a fantastic interviewer. And the entire thing, if you haven't seen it, I love it because they're like, uh, you know, on one hand, they're like critiquing Airbnb for you announced experiences. It didn't go anywhere. No one's talking about. And then Kara Swisher is like, I use it all the time. I've done it four times. It's (laughs) awesome. I had a great time. And it just, this is what, you know, Code Conference does best, right? Like it's these kind of casual conversations and it's businessy, but it's very human at the same time. So I I thought this had a lot of substance in it. It talked about Airbnb's uh, struggles with regulation. Uh, here in Boston, there's a full-on onslaught against Airbnb mm-hmm. uh, where I'm not entirely happy about what they're doing, but I thought their answer that they put forward on that was was good. I thought they talked about expanding to China and how impossible it's been and uh, like their approach to that to basically be, you know, we want to be very hands-off. We're going to get people in China that understand this very unique market. And it seems to have worked out well. I thought that was a really interesting uh, interview. I also think... Uh, Wow. There was an interview with, uh, uh, it was Senator uh, Warner from the yeah. uh, Intelligence Committee. Mm. I thought that was really fantastic, not just because he was blasting Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg's, like really blasting the people that were asking him questions because it was so terrible, but really looking at uh, the new history of Russian warfare against the United States. I thought he had a really interesting comment that when it came to during the Cold War, trying to keep up with the United States with building, you know, fighter planes and tanks, the Soviet Union just could not compete. Now in 2018, when warfare is about disinformation, well, actually, <laughs> you know, he said they have a long history of doing that very effectively. So um, I think it's a really insightful interview. We'll include the uh, links in the show notes. But uh, mm-hmm. those two were the ones that stood out to me. I'm going to grab that link to the uh the Warner interview, or was it the Warner one that you were referring to or a different yeah. one? Yes. No, okay. Got it. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, David Chang, uh, Momofuku's CEO and the, um, the star slash creator of ugly delicious, which is the best new ish show on Netflix, uh, was so good. also there. I thought that was really interesting. Cause I, I really appreciate what he is doing in terms of I, I didn't think about what he's doing in terms of the content that he's producing, the restaurants that he uh, oversees. I did not really connect that with tech per se, but I <laughs> per se is another popular New York yeah. restaurant. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. It's a very, it's a very, very, very expensive, Extremely very good one. niche humor from Simone de Rochefort. Have you um, been to per se? I've never been to per se. I've been to French Laundry, but I haven't been to Per Se. Should I go to Per Se? I, I mean, it's... it's. But I guess you said you haven't been, so... Hmm. I mean, it, I, it's supposed to be fantastic. I'm just saying it's one of those, you know, like $800 a, 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 a plate places. Good lord. Okay, I won't go to Per Se. It, anyway, I think it is interesting how he is expanding his business not in a traditional traditional way i mean i get a lot of there are a lot of celebrity chefs but i feel like he's doing it in a very different way and sort of making 
I shouldn't compare him to Guy Fieri, but I'm going to compare him to Guy Fieri. Like hit the hit the ugly delicious show really focuses on like very niche cultural experiences and very human experiences. And I freaking love that show. So I, yeah. I thought it was interesting. Well, he, he's a highbrow. Let's be very clear. He's a highbrow Guy Fieri because Guy Fieri has never been well respected. Like it's not like any, you know, whereas yeah. David Shanks, whereas David Chang has always been, even though he, I mean, his whole thing, his whole thing with like the, with Moafuku and, and his chicken sandwich and all of his highbrow, lowbrow things is you, he can have it at the very top and kind of at the more street vendor stuff. Whereas Guy mm-hmm. Fieri is just, you know, a, a, a guy that, that middle America likes to watch on the TV. And I ate at Guy Fieri's absolutely terrible uh, New York uh, restaurant, which <laughs> no longer exists. It was, it was shut down. Um, I, I, I was sad actually when it shut down. I, I've been there twice. Um, I went there once for, it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. I think it was Christmas dinner. And it, the first year it opened after the disastrous New York Times review. And then I went there actually last December, um, uh, you know, six months ago, um, right after uh, my best friend Allie got married. Um, but uh, I think it's a yeah, beautiful no, I mean, thing. And I think we all mourn its passing because it was I, I, very I special. What I was going to say, though, is like David Chang stuff is good. What what I do think is interesting, I haven't listened to the interview uh, that he did, is he, he was behind two different failed um, food startups, Maple, Mm -hmm. and then there was another one. And so it is interesting to see him kind of take these risks and sometimes they pay off and sometimes they they don't. And Mm -hmm. that's obviously very, very common and with restaurateurs. I mean, even like your most famous like restaurateurs have failures. Like that's a common thing. Mm -hmm. It's less common for you to see them expand into things like apps and whatnot and then, you know, be willing to kind of shut them down because most people who do apps just, you know, kind of try to hide from it. And it's almost like he was like, okay, so it didn't work. Okay. Gonna but I'm go still here. And do something else. I'm going to try something else, which I really respect. Yeah, that is really interesting. I think that that review of that restaurant is a masterpiece of journalism. Oh, oh Guy Fieri's American that. Kitchen. Oh yeah, no, yeah, God. that was amazing. But that also, is, you should. Yeah. But also, you should go to his actual, like, you know, uh, restaurants that he manages. Um, uh, uh, not, 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 not Guy Fieri, but, but, but David Chang because they're really good. And and Moofuku, like, if you just want to just go to the, the the milk bar, like, I mean, that's great in and of itself. Fuku has the best. They had a seasonal tomato soup. That was the best tomato soup I have eaten in my freaking life. It was so spicy. And it was served in an offensively small bowl. It was not enough soup. I wanted to eat five times the amount of soup <laughs> that I purchased. It was so delicious. And that's what I would like David Chang to think about. As he steps off the stage at CodeCon. <laughs> now I just, I really want Milk Bar. And like, I'm going to have to like, have to like I'm stop sorry, myself from, not from ordering. I'm not helping you adjust to Seattle. No, you're not. Because I'm going to have to like try to, I'm going to have to like stop myself from ordering Milk Bar that they'll like mail to me. And and I'm, uh, no. I don't need to do okay. that. Okay. Well, let me tell you about something else that'll make you smile. It's PDF Pen. Yeah. That's brought to you by our friends at Smile. And it's the ultimate tool for editing PDFs and going paperless. So if you use PDFs at all, you need to see what PDF Pen 10 can do. This brand new release adds a watermarks. Can I get a hey? Hey. hey. Custom headers. Can I get a hoo? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Custom footers. Can I get a ha? 
Hi. Thanks for playing <laughs> along with me. And a new precision edit tool. There is so much that you can do with PDF Pen 10. Uh, you can move images around without increasing the size of your document. You can magnify library items. You can use an improved color palette. You can. Finally, go paperless more easily by making a whole collection of scanned PDFs searchable. Save the earth. Smile also offers PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone for editing PDFs when you are on the go because those things don't always come in when you're conveniently sat at your computer. Sometimes you're out and about because you're a successful PDF user and manipulator and signer. That's who you are. You, you have tools. Use them on the go. PDF Pen 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. That's how it's pronounced. If you've been thinking about getting your documents in order, this is your time. You can learn more about PDF Pen now at smilesoftware.com slash rocket. That is once again, smilesoftware.com slash rocket. Thank you so much, PDF Pen 10, for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. So WWDC Pro Tip. Yes. WWDC Pro Tip. If you see anyone from Smile, especially CEO, just like freaking talk to that dude or talk to anyone on the Smile team because they are universally awesome. They are amazing. That's going to be a team. good conversation. Yeah. For dessert this week, we're going to talk about definitely my oh, favorite story of 2018. Story. Oh. So this was this originally reported hero. in Vanity Fair, uh, the story of a socialite who scammed the crap out of a photo editor, among many other people at Vanity Fair. And that photo editor told her own story. And this week, The Cut did their follow-up on this story, which is the most bonkers scam that you can imagine. A woman who came over from Europe and posed as a German socialite, stayed in fancy hotels, racking up tens of thousands of dollars in charges, uh, mixed with all kinds of wealthy, uh, notable people, uh, including Martin Shkreli. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is the greatest detail. Who commented from jail. He That's commented from best. jail. Oh. Yes. Well, here oh. was my favorite part. Not only did he comment from jail, but he um, she she did this thing that he did to a friend of mine, which is that Martin Shkreli used to buy the domain names of journalists who would write things about him that he didn't like. And if they didn't have, they didn't own their own domain name, he would buy it and then send them an email and say, I own your domain name. And he did this to a a friend and a a former colleague of mine who that guy was understandably very upset. He did that to some other people too. And because he's a scumbag. And, uh, uh, and, and and this this chick did the same thing. She says in the article, she learned it from him. Yep, yep. So they traded tips on how to ruin people's lives. Red flag, y'all. So, so this, can I set yeah. the scene on how she managed to do this? Because I am... I like I was I've been looking forward to this topic all week because like politician Brianna wants to say fraud is unacceptable. You need to represent yourself honestly. And this was a crime. And I'm glad justice was found for the victims. But on the other hand, I can't say one bad word about this woman. No, because I just I I appreciate I appreciate the guts by which she did this. So she rolls in to a posh New York hotel 
is like is calling ahead of time like oh well can i just have a wire transfer come and pay for my expensive suite and all my like uh, accompaniments along with it has forged documents to go along with this so she's staying at a hotel under false pretenses gets gobs of money i have no idea how when she's trying to get attention at the hotel she's just like fat 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 like dropping dollar bills on the counter until someone will bills. come right yeah, like, no, she she becomes like best of friends right. with the with the concierge yeah. who is just like, cool, I'm yeah. down with it. Cause she's 25. She's like the girl's right. age, and she's like, I don't have money, but if you want to pay me money to hang out and, and you seem cool and you want to invite me to have dinner with Macaulay Culkin, yeah, I'll do it. Like which is the thing that don't happened. Blame the girl. <laughs> which is the thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, like I honestly and then what was so interesting to me is that everybody seemed shocked that they kind of got had because she, if you look at her photos. She's not that, I mean, she's not unattractive, but she's, she's not cute, like, but, yeah. but, but here's the thing. Most of the time when you hear about these types of scandals, the, the, because the women who do these sorts of things, like these it girls are like ridiculously hot. She's right. not that. She also like, from what people were saying, didn't have the best personality. She was kind of mean. And, um, a, a vice pointed out, I thought this was a good point. Like she didn't dress like in the best stuff. She kind of looked like a slob, which is why people just assume she was rich. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of bad, which I kind of love. Here's my bone to pick with this article. It yeah. is called How Anna Delvey Tricked New York. And it did not provide a step-by-step for how she <laughs> met and like got no. invited to all these parties. I know. And I'm sorry no, that I mean, this uh, is my takeaway from this, but I clicked on this hoping to find a like she met this person mm-hmm. and then figured out like met the blah 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 the, this is how her social network unfolded it does say how she like scammed a bunch of banks which is basically like taking she's out loans and cashing bad checks but managing to withdraw money before the checks bounced and that's how she always had cash but never had credit cards that functioned um or she did have credit cards at one point but they would she would generally pay for things in cash uh, which people thought was kind of weird, but we're like, okay, whatever. She's quaint. She is from Europe. No, totally. I mean, like, that's the thing is like, everybody was just like, all right. Like th- this one guy who caught on pretty early, like they, she'd like had him, he was, he's like legit rich and he booked some trip for them or something. And she was like, well, I'll pay you back. Like you book it on your card and I'll pay you back. And then he never, she never paid him back. And it was only a couple thousand dollars. He said, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, and uh and that's and then you know she has this big birthday party and somebody on instagram the restaurant like reaches out to him i guess because like they like saw them tagged in the same photos and they're like do you know how to contact her she didn't pay her bill and he's like that's how i knew she wasn't legit and i'm like the (laughs) the brass balls i gotta love it like i i'm with you i want a step-by-step guide and uh i I mean i feel bad for the photo editor at vanity fair who um who okay although in fairness like if I'm at a hotel, I don't care if I feel like I'm going to have to get home. I'm not putting the bill that I don't even see. I'm not putting it on my corporate Amex. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Like, I, I will stay wherever that place is and, and, and work it out, wait for the police to come. I can, uh, I mean, if I were a scared young woman in a different country. She's been working there for five years, so I don't think she's that young. I don't Jury's know. out. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying, like, I don't yeah. know. Like this is I, this is I feel my, for her. This is my favorite part of the story because I think this shows the the unbelievable moxie that this woman had. 
this is this is unbelievable. So she wants to get a building. And she wants to get a building in New York, a primo building, and make it an art center with like pop-up shops for different people to like bring wares in. And she manages under false pretenses and forged documents to get one of the most prestigious lawyers in the entire space to work with her and to start representing her to venture capitalists, to tech millionaires, to all these various people trying to get investment into this building. She's taking meetings. She has full-on legal representation. She has these documents like from Germany that supposedly show her trust fund numbers to like back up all the cash here. She signed legal documents uh, like like indicating like I agree that I do have this much wealth and I can pay it back. And she's just buying it every step of the way and doesn't blink. And I respect that to a certain mm-hmm. degree. No, Do you know no. what I mean? Oh, without a doubt. She's just like expecting it to happen. Like I, 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 I wish that I could be that like completely like 1000% uh, just like I wouldn't, I would be too afraid to do it. Like I, I don't have that much confidence. Just be like, yeah, this will be fine. I'd be so concerned. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Throw, throw freaking caution to the wind. Yeah. And that's why and I want to know like how she did it. <laughs> like, no, that's actually, totally why she's in jail. Yeah. Yes, she is in jail. Uh because of the horrendous fraud that she committed upon people. But um, also like I but I, I part of me hopes that, you know, she can sell her life rights in a story or something. I don't know. Like, like pull a, a, a Jordan Belfort, which is funny because she'd originally kind of connected with the the lawyer who put away the Wolf of Wall Street. And and then he connected her with somebody else. And like, if if that whole could like remake his career and like have a book deal and be friends with Springsteen and all that stuff, like I I, I want I want redemption for her. That is another fantastic detail. Is that she got the same lawyer as the wolf? This is like Martin Shkreli level detail. Is yeah. What the heck? Well, well, it was the lawyer that put away the wolf on Wall Street. It wasn't his lawyer. So it was actually oh, my, that. My B. Yeah. My so, so, yeah. So, so in some ways, it's even better because it's almost like she's like, because she's almost like scamming, you know, like these are people who should already kind of know, like, be able to see a fraud coming. You see what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Absolutely. So I have a serious question because I've never lived in New York. I've visited New York a ton, but I haven't been a New Yorker like both of you have. Is this what passes for friendship there? Because that was the saddest part of this story about people that like are your trainer for a couple of sessions, like bailing you out, or like I I I thought it was so I thought it was a really sad commentary on friendship. Is this normal? Am I I'm, am I, I yeah. I mean, I thought so. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the thing is, I, I don't know if I would call, like, my trainer to bail me out. But at the same time, like, she'd been hanging out with this person for a long time. I think that New York and, and a lot of cities are like this, but New York especially, people kind of come in and out of your life. And you meet people and you kind of get close with them really quickly. And you don't necessarily know a lot um, about um, them. And, and it doesn't matter. They invite you out. You hang out. Like, they're 
my, my very first week living in New York, I was at some party that Moby was at. Like, that's a real thing that happened. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. You know, and, and you know, you get to know, you, but the, the thing is, is that because there are obviously huge like class levels, but it's one of those things where it's not that hard for you to be somebody who like doesn't have a lot of money to suddenly wind up with friends who are friends with people or they themselves are like loaded. And then the next thing you know, you've kind of scammed your way into some super fancy party or, or place. Like it's just, it's not like a, a, a rare thing because the levels are, are so dis- disparate or, or so disparate, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, small, small area of space. And if you work, I think, in an industry like Christina or I, uh, Christina previously, me currently are working in, like I, I, have never been at a party with Moby, but I am friends with people who are friends with people who have like wild ass apartments or who work on TV shows. And that I I think it's like a, it's a small step up. Like my, I have a, a friend who has a friend again, who works in LA and it's the same kind of thing there where yes. I'm an ordinary person, but I'm two degrees away from somebody who's like, I don't friends with Nick, Jonas or whatever and like just regularly text him I'm using Nick Jonas as a stand in there and that's weird that's weird as heck but that's kind of what happens when you're industry adjacent um this I, I I do I do think that like with this scenario she obviously it sounds to me like clearly the people she was closest to like the concierge the photo editor for Vanity Fair like these are not necessarily people with a lot of power. And these are people that she right. could offer things to with her money. And they could be going along for the ride and have a good time up until the point when, you know, she had to, when she really scammed them and kind of turned the tables on them. I Well, exactly. I guess she did that yeah. to that other rich guy as well. But yeah, but, but he, it seems he like just that kind of it off. But those people fell well, I mean, out of her life. I, I was going to say the only person she really screwed over was the Vanity Fair editor because, I mean, you know, the 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 concierge, um, I mean, it's not like that girl was was out of money or anything. I think one time they went, went out to dinner and her credit card mm-hmm. was declined, but she was paid she back did in pay cash. Back. She did invite her on the Morocco trip, though. She did. And right. So that girl could have been left, like, almost holding the bag. But again, that girl didn't have a credit card to put down. See what I'm saying? True. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, so it's slightly different. It's like... Um, I'm not saying that these are victimless crimes because they're certainly not, but it's just different. I mean, what was telling was that, you know, the circle started to disappear. All the rich people started to disappear because the thing is, if you don't have the money to invite us out and hang out and whatnot, then they're not going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, or, or people get screwed or people don't get paid and they're like, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, yeah. And you know, I, and so I do see your point, really. Like, the- like, it is a little bit, it is depressing. And that idea of like transient friendships based on, a little personal disclosure and more just like going out and drinking is depressing. Um, it hasn't been my yeah. experience, fortunately. Yeah, I mean, but you're a very genuine person, Simone. I'm also I mean, lazy. <laughs> and poor. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not poor. I, I don't know. It's a great story. I do, I, in it's all seriousness, fantastic. though, she did hurt a lot of people, and it, it, the part of the story that hurt is when she's like defrauding this personal trainer and is like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. asking for airline tickets to Galva jam and has the gall to ask to be sent first class. Like, um, you know, um, but, but, but again, like this personal trainer was by all intents and purposes, probably, I mean, they didn't name her 
all intents and purposes, probably pretty wealthy because she was selling like a 10 pack of classes for $4,500. That was a different train. I, maybe I read the article. No, wrong. no, it was, I, no get, it, I get your. She was no, the motherly I, I, one. Yeah. 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 I thought it was the same one as the, the, this was her life coach, her life coach slash trainer. Sure. Maybe still fair, fair. I'm just saying like she did hurt people. Like we oh, without a doubt she that. did. So, yeah. Oh, I'm not claiming she didn't. I'm just saying like that, that I think that really like it's one of those, like the only person who really was like kind of like out of her, her gourd. I mean, look, nobody needs, deserves to be defrauded, but it was, it was one of those things that was like, okay, well you, uh, you know, everybody else was like part of the club, so to speak, and, and either realized she wasn't in the moved on or, or, or whatever. But I'm just, yep. it's just impressive. It's just impressive how she was able to kind of um, ingratiate herself so well. And uh, like, I, I can't wait for the movie, honestly. The movie there is going to be baller. There will be a movie. Oh, of course there will we'll be a movie. There, how, can, how can there not be a movie on this? Like, I, I honestly can't believe this hasn't been optioned. Now, this is what the only time I will actually feel bad for the Vanity Fair article uh, or uh, photo editor she wrote her story for Vanity Fair first, but and it was good, but it wasn't like blockbuster like this. So this is obviously the one that's going to get the option. So uh, I, I, I hope that the uh, Vanity Fair person can at least sell her life rights in some way and make some money off of it. Rachel Williams. Ah, she'll be in it. Anyway, all right, that's our show for tonight. Christina, what are you up to this week? So I'm just, uh, you know, doing some stuff with work, trying to plan my trips uh, coming up. I'm going to be in London um, in 10 days. And so that's exciting. And uh, yeah. Nice. Brianna, what about you? Uh, We're at the Democratic Convention this weekend. And awesomely, I get to get in because I'm on the damn ballot. So, (laughs) you know, I'm going to be hanging out and going to Stephen Lynch. That's going to be awkward. I'm sure I'll run into Elizabeth Warren. Maybe he'll yell at you. Yeah, again, that would be awkward. Uh, or my t- my staff, he didn't yell at me. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that, and then I'm flying over to uh, that for WWDC, and then I'm coming back, and we're having a private fundraiser thrown for us uh, by friends of the campaign at Martha's Vineyard. So yeah, was looking the... forward to that. Looking forward to that. Do you speak, speaking of people who were able to get invited to parties, Bree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Martha's for Vineyard. There you Hit go. Hit me up. Just, Lady. Just run for Congress and it'll all happen. So if you want to come, if you want to come be on my staff for weeks amount, that's fine. No, we thank can get you. you I don't want to do any work in. whatsoever. <laughs> 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 all right. What am I doing this week? Uh, continuing to work and I'm going to a sick dinner at the McKittrick Hotel this weekend, which I'm super excited about because I love that place. Um, speaking of fancy parties. If yeah. you want to find us online, you can find me at, on Twitter at Doom Quasar and my videos at youtube.com slash polygon. What about you, Brianna? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me online at Space Cat Gal uh, on the Twitter machine. Noise. And Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitter, the Instagram, um, the Snapchat, even though I bought the stupid classes, the second edition, and like I haven't used that. It, it, it was the worst. Christina, we have to I, stop you. I know. I know. Mistakes were made. Um, it is what it is. It's fine. But yeah, you can find me at film underscore girl, and you can find the videos that I make at Microsoft at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. All right. And you can find this show on Apple Podcasts where you can leave it a review if you so care to, which is a super cool thing that cool people do. Thank you so much for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.